Hey everybody, welcome to the Uninformed Banker. My name's Gerald. Today I wanted to talk to you about the UN climate report that came out and basically said, oh my god, shit's bad. Well, if you have been living under a rock, this might have come to you as a surprise. If you haven't been, well, you went, well, yeah, duh. I mean, in the U.S. alone, we got like half the country burning half the time, besides California, because no offense to you if you live in California, but it's always on fire. Every time I look at the news, it's, oh, wow, a new record-setting blaze was, and yeah, it's, I don't know how you guys live out there. I've heard it's beautiful, but I mean, I'm getting, I'm on the complete opposite coast, and I'm getting smoke that you can smell the smoke from California. That says a lot. Now, let me get back to the UN climate report. So this climate report was compiled by 234 scientists across all country, all countries around the world, and it was over 3,000 pages. Now, every scientist had to basically review uh, every other person's papers. So if you were part of this, you had to review and then sign off on 233 other papers, which getting that many scientists to agree on their own, on other people's papers, that's a feat in and of itself. That is amazing because getting scientists to agree is harder than getting Congress to agree. I'm like, my goodness. But they did. That's also probably why it took eight years because the last one was put out in 2013. And so what did it say? Well, it said the sea level is rising. Well, we knew that. Miami goes underwater like every other day. And there's less oxygen in the, in the ocean and uh, places are getting hotter. Well, we knew that. I mean, we're in the middle of a heat wave right now. And we normally have a drought in July up here, but that didn't happen this year. Anyways... So yeah, it's stuff we all knew, but I think it really brings it into the public eye a little bit more, and hopefully some people start to listen. But here's the issue. Here's one of the biggest issues that I see with this, is the way we're going about it is not correct. I'm going to get back to that in a minute. I'd like to finish off on the on the UN climate report. So there are a few things I should mention with this report. There's some good news in it. It said that basically the worst scenario and the best scenario have almost 0% chance of happening. Like, it's minuscule. So the good news is the worst case scenario that they had predicted in 2013, they basically went, yeah, that's probably not going to happen. Because their worst case scenario was the entire ice sheet melting, falling, and oceans rising to unprecedented levels. They said they're still going to rise between 6 to 12 inches, which that is a lot, but that's something we can handle. And the the other the other scenario which was best case which was tomorrow we all switched to renewable energy we didn't do anything bad from here on out it was basically you hit a switch and everything went to the perfect version of green energy and green environmental uh positivity and <laughs> even they admitted they're like that's just not feasible so the best case and the worst case scenarios are not going to happen so what they did say was that you're still going to see warming, you're still going to see uh, less oxygen in the ocean, and you're still going to see rising sea levels. And that more and more weather-related catastrophes and climate-related catastrophes are going to happen simultaneously. Like, you know, when you get a tornado and a hurricane, or you get, like, wildfires and hurricane season, or anything like that. You know, you get an earthquake and you get a wildfire. Sorry, wildfires are on my brain because like, you see them all the time on the news. And, yeah. So, but they basically said that anything we can do to slow this down is good. And I think that's backward thinking. And you need to stay with me on this because it reminds me of the time in World War II, they did a study on the bombers that were returning. And what they did was they went, oh, we need to figure out where we need to put more armor. So they would study the planes that came back, where they were shot and this and that. And so they added more armor there. It didn't do anything. Did nothing. Want to know why? 
because those if the planes were coming back, that means that those areas were not mission critical. They weren't studying the planes that didn't make it back, which were the ones you needed to study. I know those are harder to get because obviously they didn't come back, but where they're shooting to take down planes, that's where you need to put the armor, not the places where the planes are coming back. And it was a big failure uh, on the US military's part. And they did eventually correct it and go, oh, wow, that was weird thinking. So right now they're saying we need to slow everything down and like tighter environmental controls, this and that. I think we should actually go in the opposite way, but in a targeted way. So here's the thing. All these green energy type solutions, they take way more copper, way more aluminum, just way more of these materials than other means. And to get them, you have to use, you know, dirty means to get them. They don't have, you know, electric energy is just like picking up for cars and stuff. So there's not like an electric drill that I know of. I mean, maybe there is, but, you know, you're going to be using a lot of carbon-based fuels to do this. What are they, hydrocarbons? Yeah, that sounds like the right word. Anyways, you need to basically take the reins off and go, look, we're going to slash away these environmental rules because they're slowing you down from getting us onto the green path. Now, I think the green energy thing is something that's going to happen. I do actually think it needs to happen. I don't think gas will ever go away just because it is so versatile and it is reliable and you know it's hard to get a charge a charging station when you're in the middle of like a war or something like that so having a basically hybrid solution maybe or just keeping some of the things like obviously you're not going to have an m1 abrams connected to a tesla charging station but maybe more and more people start using electric cars which will be plugged in and charged by solar panels and nuclear energy i do think nuclear energy is a big big hot topic for green energy most people don't like it because yeah when things go bad it goes really bad but it's it's actually clean if done right you just need people that aren't idiots asleep at the controls and you also have to have a lot of safeguards because when it goes bad it goes really bad as we've seen but moving on from that a lot of these green energy solutions take a lot of these metals and like peru used to be the most unregulated country in the world as far as environmentally and it used to only take five years to get a mine, a copper mine up and running in Peru, which anyone in the mining area knows that's really quick. Nowadays, like there's a copper mine that's been trying to get up and running since 2011, but they've started implementing more and more of these environmental changes and it's, it's slowing everything down. It's driving prices up. And because these green technologies need a lot more than like combustion engines of these materials, if you're a small business and you got to go, well, I can pay 10 grand for this solar panel thing or a grand for this combustion engine. Well, I only have three grand and I still got to buy other inventory. So I'm going to go with the combustion engine. You know, it's, but if you can lower the price of that solar panel and then show them like, look, you're going to pay two grand for it now, but it's going to save you three grand compared to the combustion engine over the next year or two. Well, that starts to make sense because you can actually see the returns within a manageable time frame. You know, it's not going to be so outdated in a year that you go, well, I should basically scrap this and you didn't get your return on investment. So if you can lower the prices for these materials by basically taking the chains off 
of these industries so that they can do that. Now, I'm not take, saying go full bore. I know that that is not feasible because then people would just start dumping toxic waste back into rivers. I go, what? Yeah, no. See, that also annoys me about these industries because it's like they know they're doing bad. And if they just like, you know, tread the middle line. Yes, I get it. You need profits. I'm okay with that. Make some money. But don't kill a town because you were too lazy to bottle up your sludge. You know, just do something. Walk the middle line. And everyone's, because they went too far in the past, everyone's basically over-regulating them, and that's causing prices to go up. Well, that's not the reason prices are going up alone. You know, COVID is also sending things sky high and a backup of demand and production. Anyways, we're not going to get into that. But if you can lower the production cost of these materials, you can lower the production cost of these green technologies, which will allow people to use them more, which will then generate more and more investment into these areas because there will be more and more people wanting it. So now you have more people wanting it, which gives rise to other basically startups where they go, you know what? I think I think I can make I think I can do that better. You know, I can make a better mousetrap, something like that. And so then you start getting the innovations that people go, oh, wow, that's really interesting, you know, and it it advances the technology itself. The technology starts taking over because when you look at it, you go, oh, I can actually save money when you do it out throughout three years than by staying on gas. So now gas is losing the right way in a capitalistic society where it's just, hey, this is the better product. But when you're regulating these industries, so it's really hard for the for green technology to be competitive. Now, I know that's changed recently, but I still feel like it, if you can bring down the price, they're going to be more competitive and that's only going to drive more and more innovation there. Because every time we do these environmental things to actually help our planet, where we're like, all right, we're going to cap the amount of carbon, this, that, you're actually slowing down the revolution that you need to happen. You know, when steam power was invented, it took the sailing industry and shipping and, and stuff like that. The, the steam engine advanced the technology farther in those couple of years than it had in the last 300. So, but, and they didn't put like a bunch of things like, uh, they didn't basically put up a bunch of gates and walls going, hey, 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 we got to protect this salamander or we got to protect this snake or something like that. They just said, go for it, do whatever you can. And it took over really quickly. And I think you got to let that happen with the green energy thing. And by doing that, yes, you also have to have government intervention where they're going to basically give incentives for people doing more and more green. So that way we don't fall into old habits again. But you basically go, we're going to take all the reins off. You know, we're going to take all the chains off and give you guys the reins. But this is our end goal. You guys got four years to do it. Get it done. And so then they just power through and they get it done. And then we start using more environmentally friendly technologies to create these environmentally friendly solutions. So now you're using solar power to make uh, solar cells instead of using gas to create solar cells, et cetera, et cetera. That's the way I feel about it. Now, am I right? Probably not. But there is a lot of evidence mounting that says that these things are actually impeding the progress of the green energy movement. Now, I don't ex I don't have all the answers, but I think that that is you got to basically lose some lose some battles to win the war. And I do believe the green energy revolution is going to come at some point. And but I also don't believe gas is going to go away. I don't think that we're going to have an electric rocket ever because that's not how rockets work. But I could definitely see a large part of the populace not having uh, combustion engines. I mean, you see it with lawnmowers. I know that sounds weird, but you see it with lawnmowers and leaf blowers. I mean, I've got an electric leaf blower. I've, I know people with electric lawnmowers and it's not. Remember back in the day where you had a cord and you go, people go like, what? No. <laughs> 
now we've got these great batteries that they last a couple of years and you get your return on investment. You know, I spent like $40 for a leaf blower and I love it. I've gotten more than I paid for out of it. So it's slow, but it's happening, but it's not going to be battery everything. But to allow us to get to the point where we're actually making an impact on the earth in a positive way, you need to kind of take a step back in a way. And I think we'll get there at some point. So that's all I wanted to talk about, everyone. Have a good day and goodbye. Thanks for listening.